and and uh, if I have four, I'm me and my wife Denise. My, actually, I should get proper English, shouldn't I? My wife and I, uh, we we pastor the church out in Pukekohe, so we're family here today, and and it's so good to be here. Uh, Pukekohe is, is, if you don't know. Uh, is about an hour that way uh, towards the Bombays and it is the promised land and, and you can you can thank us because we, we produce your potatoes and your cabbages and carrots so so when you're having dinner tonight you can remember me uh, and our church and, and Pukekohe there it's uh, such a, a great great place hey? hey thank you so much for having us this morning and and I just wanted to say you, you have some of the best pastors in the world here Pastor Mike and Pastor Liz are, are incredible incredible people and about this time last year, uh, I was with Pastor Mike and actually Pastor Bob again, uh, and we were, in, uh, we were in Cambodia, in Vietnam, and I had lost my voice. I could do nothing. I couldn't even yell at Pastor Mike because I had no voice, and, and I must just say, he made so much fun of me while I was there, I had no voice, uh, because I couldn't yell at him. And, but I tell you what, uh, when I grow up, I want to be just like Pastor Mike and Pastor Bob. They are amazing, amazing people. You have, can we give them a round of applause? These are amazing people here today. That is so good. So good. Hey, uh, I, I love the fact that here at Elam Christian Centre, uh, we exist to be a centre of hope to reach, serve, and influence our world for God. You know, if you don't know uh, who Elam is, well, we are that church that will do everything we can to help people to know God because that's where it all starts with. And, and because we all have a history, we all have a past that, uh, that he, he helps us to find freedom in Him. Uh, and this church is a church that will do everything we can to help you to discover your purpose because why? Because God has placed some things inside of you. He's created you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. And this church is all about helping you to discover that purpose so you can make a difference in your world. I love the story here at Crunchy Bar Time about, about just uh, doing something to help someone uh, that can make a difference in their world. Who, who would have thought this by taking a meal around or food around or showing compassion or love uh, that, that can plant like a little seed in people's hearts and lives for to make a difference this is such a great church pastor this is awesome awesome love being here this morning uh, with you today come on can we pray one more time please father lord i pray right now lord would you lord would you open our hearts this morning lord as you speak to us i, I pray that lord you would uh, download into every heart here this morning Lord, every, every spirit, every mind here this morning, Lord God, that, that just needs a, to hear a word or a message from you, oh God. Lord, I pray, would you uh, download some incredible wisdom, some strength, oh God, and some love to hearts this morning, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Fantastic. Like I said before, it's so good to, to be a part of the Elam family. And, and out in Pukekohe, we are so excited to be uh, that we are one, uh, one church in six locations, going from Whangarei down to Pukekohe. It's such a great, uh, great place to be. And, and we've been out there two years now, or three years now, actually, in Pukekohe. And, and uh, this morning, I want to share something that's kind of on my heart this morning, and it's, and it's a word that probably we, we, that we're going through right now in our Pukuko story that maybe you're going through as well, and it's this word called patience. Maybe, maybe another word to, to explain that is called waiting. Patience. Waiting. Can I be really honest? I don't like being patient. I don't like waiting. 
And, and I, I know that there's people in this place here where, where maybe you're in a season of, of, of you're like a, having a waiting game. You're, you're, you're learning this thing called patience and you're just trying to, trying to work it all out. Well, well this morning it, uh, we're going to have a conversation about what does patience look like? What does waiting look like? And, and this morning, uh, this morning uh, I, I was at, uh, actually it was the other day, last week, I was at the traffic lights and at an intersection. Uh, and, and this can happen on the motorway on-ramp. You know when you're waiting at an intersection and the light goes green, but the person in front of you hasn't noticed that the light is green, and you wait. You wait, and you wait. Uh, and, and, and you can see, now, now I, I just must say, there's probably nobody in this church is like this, but, but, but I, I was sitting there and I could see this person was looking down, so I'm thinking, ah, oh, yeah, they're on their phone. They're texting, or they're on Facebook or Instagram, or they're messaging. And, and, and at that point, I know there's people in this room, uh, because there's probably people in my room at home that, that are barely Christian at this point. Uh, because the, green, the light is green. Uh, come on, let's go. What are we waiting for? Come on, haven't you noticed that it's green? And we're just stuck here waiting. Now, what we, what we normally do at this point is we reach for this thing called the horn. And what we want to do is something like this. We want to do that because, come on, the light is green. Let's go. I don't want to wait here. I don't want to wait because you're not paying attention. And we, but but we, don't, we, don't get, we don't get kind of upset like that. We, we, but but what, we, what we do, what we normally do is we normally do something like this with our horn. That's kind of like the Christian beat, really. Beep, beep. What we want to do really is go, come on, get going. Why are you waiting for? But what we do is we, we say, God loves you, and so do I. Beep, beep. Come on, let's make a move. Let's get going. I don't want to spend the rest of my life here waiting for you to get going. See, we all spend a lot of time in our life waiting. We wait on the motorway, generally for hours every week. We wait at the doctor's surgery. We wait at the supermarket. We wait with people that don't want to change and, and grumpy people in our lives. And, and I think you're the same as me when there's lots of situations in our life where we feel oh, like we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. We're having to, it's like, because I think the same is true, is that we just don't like to wait. We don't like to be patient in our world. And, and there's some things that as we go on in life, where it's like those uncontrollable situations or circumstances that you just can't control. And you're, you're forced to sit back and just watch and wait and, and, and pray, okay, God, what's going on here? Then there's people that we all know that just don't want to change. And maybe you've given them, because people don't like to change. We, we resist change. And you probably know people like that. You've had conversations and you've talked with before, but they just don't want to change. And then there's the situations where we're waiting where it's just problems that we can't explain. Problems that are going on in our world or family or, or business or church that we just can't explain why is that all happening. And we're just left in a place where we're having to be patient. And wait. See, here's the thing. Patience is not just the ability to wait. But it's about what we do, how we act while we're waiting. 
Patience is just not the act of, of waiting, but patience is how we act. What do we do while we're waiting? And I just know that there's, there's, there's people here this morning, you're carrying stuff in your heart, you're carrying dreams and passions and plans and desires in your heart, and you feel like you're just in a place where you're waiting and you've been waiting for years. I, I want to unpack this a little bit this morning to give you some, some, just some great, simple, basic keys and tools where we can, uh, where we can flourish in the waiting part where we can sit, praise God through the waiting season, while we're being patient, while God is doing stuff in our heart, we can be getting ready for what he's going to do and what he's about to do. Come on, in your notes this morning, let's, let's read from James chapter 5 this morning, or it may come up on the big screen as well. So It says this, it says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains, you too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. See, the book of James has some great keys for us that, that we, can, we can get some insights, some pictures into, into what it is to, to wait patiently for God and what he's doing. And, and the first thing that we need to understand is that God is in control. He is always in control. And it's amazing how three times in this passage that it talks about the coming again of the Lord, that the Lord's coming is near, that Jesus is coming back. And that's the ultimate proof that God is in control. See, nothing can stop it. The Bible talks more about his second coming of Jesus than it does about his first uh, nothing ever in this world can stop Jesus coming again. That's the ultimate sign that God is in control because God is in control of history because history is actually his story. See, he's got it all planned out. Everything's on schedule. He has a great calendar in line. He, he, he downloads and synchronizes his calendars every day, every minute. He is in control. God is in control. Those situations may appear to be out of control to us right now. You just have to read the news, get a newspaper, or look at social media today, and you think the world is out of control. Can I say that God is still in control? It may look uncontrollable to us, but it's not to him. The second thing is this. We need to understand that God rewards patience. God rewards patience. See, it pays to be patient. There are all kinds of rewards. Firstly, your character grows. You actually get along with people better. You feel happier because you're patient. And you can reach some of your goals by seeing like a seed plant in the ground just like a farmer does. But not just on this side of eternity, on the other side of eternity. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and 14 says this, Blessed are you when people insult you. Woohoo! They persecute you. Yeah, great. Falsely accuse you, say all kinds of evil about you. Woohoo, keep going. Awesome. 
What a great scripture this is. <laughs> when they do all kinds of evil against you because of me, rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And here's the thing, maybe you're facing this at work or at home right now where there's, there's like persecution and there's people saying stuff about you that's just not, not right. So when they, maybe they're criticizing you, don't stop. Here's the thing, don't stop being patient because there is a reward in heaven for each one. There is a reward for you as you're being patient with people, as you're being patient to see what God is doing. The third thing is this, is that we need to understand that God is working things out. See, often behind the scenes, he is working behind the situation, things we don't even see. Uh, he's at work even when we don't see him work because God is in control. And, but here's the thing for us to remember, that his, uh, a, deny, a delay does not mean a denial. Just because we're waiting, it does not mean there's a denial. See, if you've been praying for an answer or prayer, can I say keep praying? Pray fervently, pray strongly. Keep praying because God hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about you. And you're thinking that maybe God doesn't want to give it to you. Well, can I say today, I, I felt quite as I was praying for this message I, this morning, I, I just felt that there's some people here today and you're going to see some, some traction. You're going to see some action happen on what you're waiting for right now. As I prayed for those situations, don't know what situations we are saying, God, today. Start today. Let people see progress today. God, start tonight. Start tomorrow. Start at work on Monday. God, will you, will you help people to see that you are working behind situations, whether they can control them or not, because we know ultimately that, God, you control all things, and you're working things out for our good. So come on. I, I think today, as we've praised our Lord today, why don't you rock into work tomorrow praising God under your breath, or if you're really bold, you can sing it out if you like. Uh, but come on, why don't we praise God? Because praise always precedes a breakthrough. Praise always takes our focus off our current situation and it, and it gives us eyes to see how God sees things. Because I don't know about you, when I look at some situations the way I see them, I would make a, a further mess of it. But when I start to see things that, that God is working behind the scenes, that he is in control, it changes my focus totally. And the key that one of the things I've learned is, is just to set my eyes on Jesus. Not to set my eyes on the circumstance or the problem or the issue, but to praise him all the way through it. Philippians 2.13 says, God is at work within you. Maybe you can't see it, but he is. I can assure you of that. So here's the question. I want to pose a, put a question out there today uh, to each one. So what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do uh, when while we are waiting on God? And, and, and can I encourage you to read some more through the book of James through the week? But, but I'm just going to pull a few things out of, of, of the book of James of what we can do while we're waiting and how we can wait. Because remember, patience isn't just about seeing the time go past, but there's, there's things, there's actions, there's there's things that can place in our heart that we can do while we're waiting. Yeah. Patience is just not the ability to wait, but it's about how we act while we wait. So the first thing is this, is while I'm waiting on God, I need to wait expectantly. 
Wait expectantly. See, what does a farmer do while he's waiting on the seed to grow? Once he's put it in the ground, he's plowed the ground and he's put the seed in there. He doesn't, once he's planted it, he doesn't go off to town into the cafe and sip on some lattes or he doesn't come back and watch TV all day. The farmer is preparing for that harvest for when it's fully grown that he can do something with it. So the farmer works just as hard while he's waiting for the crop to grow. What does he do? Well, he goes and gets his barns ready. He goes and gets the storage ready because he's expecting that the seed he's just planted in the ground, it's not going to stay in the ground, but very soon it's going to start to pop out of the ground. It's going to produce some fruit or a a harvest that he's going to need to do something with because if he doesn't do something with it, it will die and stay in the ground. Wait expectantly. The, the farmer is totally believing for this harvest that is kind of going to come in. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm learning through at the moment with situations I'm facing is, is this, is that our waiting time is actually for preparation. Our waiting time is for preparation. Because here's the thing. Your preparation shows your expectation. How you're preparing today for whatever you're facing how you're preparing is what you're expecting to see happen. We don't expect the farmer just to plant the seed and, and take off and leave it. We expect him to prepare a barn for it to come. Think about the situations maybe that you've got going on right now or in your life or in your world. Ones that you've just said, no, I've, I've had enough. It's, it's, I'm done with it. What, what would happen if you were, even though the situation may be like this and you were wanting, praying, God, I need to see a restoration happen and you were started expecting and preparing for this, what, what would change in your week if you were to come from an aspect of expectation and, and through your preparation time? What would you do differently this week? Now, if you're a parent here, if you're a parent here, you know uh, when, we, when our kids were little, like one or two, or they were still in nappies, and, and I think for every parent here, you've probably done this once or twice, but, but in the summertime when it's warm, sometimes you, you, you let your, your child, they may say the one, and they normally have nappies on, but you decide, okay, well, let's take the nappy off and let them run around for a little while. And, uh, and, and, but what you don't really expect is that this is what's going to happen if that little child doesn't have a nappy on. They're going to leave you a little gift, a little surprise on the floor somewhere along the line that you don't really want. But you prepare for that because you put a nappy on the child because you know that that's going to be a way better way to handle the situation that's coming. And, and once it's happened once, you don't do it again. You don't let them run around without a nappy because they do all sorts of things all over the place. But nappies are like a preparation for what you know is going to come on that child. Your preparation is heading towards what you shows your expectation. To get ready for the answer in advance. Psalm 130 verse 5, I wait expectantly, trusting God for help, for he has promised. What are you waiting on God for right now? If you were to write in your notes a a name or a word or a situation, what would you write on those notes right now? What would you write? Challenge you to write something down right now. Maybe it's a, a long-term illness. Maybe it's, it's, it's marriage where you've kind of... Maybe it's a situation at work. Whatever you're waiting on God for right now, what, what would you write down and, 
And what would you do to get ready for the answer in advance? See, the Bible says it's according to your faith that will be done unto you. Preparing demonstrates expectation. The second thing is this. While I'm waiting on God, I need to wait quietly. While I'm waiting on God, I need to wait quietly. This is one of our all-time greatest struggles that I find for myself is because, because James points out the fact that we have a tendency to, to, to say things when we're irritated or when we're frustrated or when we're tense, when it's not working the way we thought, when we're under pressure, when things aren't going our way. James warns us of two things, a couple of things uh, in the scriptures that we should avoid. So listen to this. The first thing is James says to us is don't grumble. I don't know about you, but while I'm waiting at the traffic lights for the person in front of me, I'm grumbling. Come on, go. I don't want to wait. How, how many times do you go to the supermarket? Here we go. This is an honest one. When you go to pack and save or countdown, and you go there and you've got your shopping trolley full and you go to the checkouts and there's like 50,000 people waiting in line. I bet you, you grumble too. We all grumble, and James is trying to say to us, when we're waiting, when we're in this place of waiting, let's not grumble. Verse 9 says, don't grumble against each other, brothers or you will be judged. See, why does he talk about grumbling right in the middle of being patient? Because it's hard to keep quiet when we're frustrated. It's hard to keep quiet when we are waiting, because there's something inside of us that we, we want to complain about. It. Why is this taking so long? Why aren't we moving on? Come on, let's go. And one of the dangers that we find is that sometimes we take it out on the people that are closest to us. Our husbands, our wives, our, our children, our, our workmates. And James says, don't grumble. The, the, one of the other versions says this. It says, don't blame your troubles on one another. The second thing James says is, he says don't swear. Verse 12, above all my brothers, don't swear. See, does waiting ever tempt you to swear? Now we're talking, talking a couple of things. Yeah, you're bad language. Uh, but also, when he's talking in the scripture, don't, don't swear by, uh, by the sun or the moon or the stars. Now sometimes we take our, our focus off and we can't see what God's doing and it's like we lose control. And James is giving us a warning. Don't grumble. Don't swear. Because typically we take it out on the closest to us. And, and someone once said this, patience is the ability to count down before you blast off. Patience is the ability to count down, to take a deep breath before you blast off. See, how we act while we're waiting is the most important thing. Habakkuk chapter 2, 3 says, These things won't happen right away. But slowly, steadily, and surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue one single day. So what's the dream that you're carrying in your heart right now? And you're just feeling agitated by it all. The stuff that you're feeling and going on in, in your world, and it's just like, come on. It's like you want to get on the horn and go to God, give him the message. What are you doing, God? 
those situations where it's not so much the why God are you doing this to me? I don't think that's the right perspective. But it's, God, what are you trying to show me in this situation? What are you wanting to do in this situation? Because the reality is for you and for me, there's uncontrollable situations, there's people who won't change, and there's problems that you can't explain. But God is in control, and he's working things out for your good. Ben, do you want to come and join me now? That would be fantastic. The third and final thing is this, is that while I'm waiting on God, I need to wait confidently. How do we do that? How do we do that? We have hope. Who do we have hope in? Jesus Christ. We have hope in God. Hope is this. Hope is, is holding on, praying expectantly. That's hope. How do we wait confidently? We be still. I've got to admit I'm learning lots about this at the moment too. And uh, our, our church across the, our campus, six campuses is amazing. And, and one of the incredible blessings is we're able to get our own building in Pukekohe shortly. And, and we're, we're going through some council consents. And, and, and that's kind of taken a long time. And, but that's coming through. And, and we're going for another consent at the moment. And it's just taking too long. And I'm getting in there praying, come on, God, uh, what's happening with these council people? Does anyone work for Auckland Council? No, great. Okay, so I'm praying for Auckland Council that, God, you would save them all and you would would pour out favour upon us so these these permits can come through. And and God really spoke real clear to me. It was just to sit still and watch my hand move. We can grumble, we can moan, and we're, come on, what's happening? What's going on? And... And, and I've learned this, no matter how much you yell and shout and, and, and do all sorts of different things, that God is in control. And when we understand that, it takes a whole lot of pressure off us. Because his timing is not my timing. But we can wait confidently, because I see a picture of thousands of people coming to know the Lord out uh, in our area and, and for in the city here as well. We can wait confidently, believing and expecting, God, you're going to do some amazing things. Hundreds of people, thousands of families coming to know the Lord, getting connected in and discovering their purpose to make a difference. If we don't wait confidently and quietly, we could lose our voice. I'm discovering that I need to listen more and speak less. All the husbands in this room probably know that because your wives have probably said it to you a few times. I wish you would listen more. And I've kind of discovered the same thing with God as I've been going through this journey about trying to be patient and about how am I preparing while I'm waiting. And I've discovered over this last week that I've started to get tired on my own voice. And just to take those times of it's almost like holding my mouth shut on having some time with God and just and holding my ears open and saying, God, would you speak to me? Because when you have ears to hear what he's saying, it's like you're taking your confidence out of, out of this body, this like all the things that I can do, all the things that you can do. And we're saying, God, we want to place this confidence in you, the rock of my salvation the mighty fortress, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, because I've learned that it works a whole lot better when we place our confidence in Him while we're waiting. 
And here's the amazing thing that you will discover if this week in your quiet times, if you did less talking and had your ears open more, I know that He will speak to you real clear, so clear that you would think that somebody you've had a conversation with Him, telling Him everything that you need. Because He already knows. I believe that for some people, there's some incredible words of wisdom for you to face because there's, there's situations that you're facing that you have no idea what to do and it's stressing you out, it's causing your health to fail and, and, and you just like, you're just like you've hit a brick wall, you don't know what to do. Come on, and when we get into His presence, when you open your ears to listen, He will speak to you. He will make it clear for you. He will download confidence and wisdom and His love and His power. He will give you solutions and insight to what He's asking you to do. But sometimes in the noise of our world, the noise of our day and feeling like I've got to do this, we've got to do this. Just to sit back and listen to what God is saying is incredibly refreshing. It's refreshing. And I, I know that there's people here and, and you've got a voice, a new voice inside of you to come. And, but you just haven't discovered that voice yet. Not necessarily talking about a singing voice, but but like the voice of God inside of you, that you're learning to hear and to articulate what He's saying to you. I'm believing today that, that maybe as the ministry team pray for you after, is that something is going to spark inside your spirit. Where you're seeing obstacles and situations, you're going to see hope. Where you're seeing situations that you can't turn around or that you can't do anything about, you're going to see amazing breakthroughs with God. How does that happen? I've got to say, I want you to, I want to challenge you this week, try it. Get into that quiet place and listen. Speak less and listen more. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now? Let's, let's have a moment as we come to the end of our service right now.